Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of, well, two podcasts, really. Uh, Welcome to the I Love Libby Show podcast, as well as welcome to the Rev VR podcast. Now, this is a crossover. So this is kind of like when the Hardy Boys and the Nancy Drew did did a crossover. I've never read. You've never read any of them? No. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, my name's Kyle or Reverend Kyle, depending on which podcast that you already listen to. So if you already listen to the Rev VR podcast, you know I'm the host, Reverend Kyle. But if you are listening to the I Love Libby show, you know that I'm Kyle. And I'm Libby. All right. So the way this works is uh, I'm using both my established podcast and uh, the Rev VR podcast that's been around for years and focuses on virtual reality and technology and things like that. Uh, plus, I have a podcast with my wife, Libby, here who uh, we've been recording conversations about our life, uh, being married for a long period of time, 19 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is, about, is 19 it will is be. Yeah. In, in July. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because I remember our anniversary. Do you know? I do, for the most part. I do too. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to expose uh, each of our uh, audiences to the other podcast. So if you're listening to the I Love Libby show and go, hey, you know, what's this other podcast that Kyle always talks about? Uh, that's the RevVR podcast. And if you're a RevVR podcast listener, then this is the I Love Libby show, which is right. Exactly. Have I explained it thoroughly? I think, I think it's good enough. Okay. So this will be uh, published to both streams. Is that allowed? Are you allowed to do that? Well, on the I same podcast of two different... I think you can. Okay. Well, Can't I mean, you? Why I, wouldn't you be able to? It's I don't, not like you're... I don't know. Okay. It, it seems like something like iTunes would have a problem with or something. Okay. It's like, oh, same podcast on both. Anyway, you've been on my podcast. You've been on the Rev VR podcast. A couple times, yeah. A couple times. It's been a long time, though. Yeah. Do you remember what we would usually talk about? Oh, how, like, mainstream people in <laughs> VR, people who aren't... Right. Like... Yeah. studying it and um right yeah right yeah so we exist in a world now where uh vr has been kind of embedded in our lives mm-hmm. for close to five years now mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of crazy isn't it it is and uh you've been involved and kind of on the sideline as well yeah i mean you've yeah. gone to some events with me and mm-hmm. i've you... checked out the gear yeah a bunch of it but not all of it yeah. And yeah, I just I listen to your stories. I try to follow along. Yeah. I hear things and then I go, "Oh yeah, Kyle talked about that." Yeah. Yeah. And you've uh so you've been expo- you, you kind of represent and this is something that uh dedicated listeners of the Revier podcast will know is that you kind of represent mainstream consumers mm-hmm. in the respect that while you are exposed to all the VR stuff and you hear about it all the time, you don't necessarily use it. No. And it's not part of your world yet. Right, right. So, you know, as it stands right now, um, you know, you you and I have done several podcasts where we talked about mainstream adoption. Mm -hmm. And one of the big pieces of this podcast is we are going to talk about a very specific book. A book that was, uh, I was exposed to early on with uh, with the VR scene. And uh, the book we're talking about is Ready Player One. Now, it's, it's, I'm trying to figure out how to actually even what do you mean? start this because how did you get, because you just well, finished the book. I did. Okay. 
15 minutes ago. <laughs> right. Like literally 15 minutes ago. Um, yeah. You had tried to get me to read it like for a few years now. Yeah. Yeah. Like immediately after you finished it, you were like, oh, you should read this. I was like, eh, sci-fi sounds kind of sci-fi. It's not really my thing. And then you finally like coerced our like two older daughters right, to read right. it and your parents and probably other people. So, uh, you know, I feel like the book itself is a good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, uh, mm-hmm. number two, I think it accurately represents a potential future, yeah, uh, where we're heading mm-hmm. and, you know, it's it's kind of a young adult. I know. That's why I said I was like, is this like geared like towards like teens? And you're like, yeah, I think it is. Well, it, I think it's it, it's an easy. It's read. an easy read. It's yeah. It it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable for me still. Okay, like, so yeah, so uh, you read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a lot a of lot. books. Give us an example of like the type of book that you would normally read. Well, I mean, I I went through a period of time. Where mostly all I read was nonfiction. I like for a, re- a long amount of years. Yeah. Even while we were living out here, yeah. and then I just recently kind of switched back to some fiction, but it, realistic fiction. And I mean, some of it, I guess you could say, is kind of girly. Like, eh, yeah. Are we talking like Fabio on the cover no, and romance not like, novels? No, and not like those. Like quivering members more, and all that kind of thing. I mean, like it's nice when <laughs> a little bit of that's tossed in here and there, but no, that's not, not like the main. No. no, no, just all kinds of some other things, classics, things that I should have read years ago that I'm catching up on, but yeah, just yeah. a wide assortment, but mostly realistic fiction. If I'm going to go in the fiction, okay, area, okay, so you like believable stories, yes. mm-hmm. okay, right? I think it's critical that we establish that that you uh-huh. like believable uh-huh. stories, and yeah, there have been a lot of things where I'm like, uh, movies and books, where I'm like, okay. I like the idea of that, and then they take it too far into that sci-fi area where it's like, oh, I, you had me, and then you lost me. So sci-fi and fantasy mm-hmm. are two genres mm-hmm. that you don't like. I know, and I mean, there's a actually a strong dislike, not just like. Eh. So let, like, let's yeah. let's dig into that further because I really want to establish what type of mentality you were in when you decided to read this book. Make people hate me? No, 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 no. It's okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, you and I have been married for you know nineteen years. What type of person can stay married to a nerd, a geek, uh, a sci-fi nut? I don't know. They say opposites attract. Okay. Right. I think there's a little bit of truth to that, honestly. Uh, okay, I'm okay if with that. If you're like exactly the same person, yeah. I think it would mess with things in the long run. Okay. I'm not sure exactly why, but... So I obviously like all the sci-fi stuff. Uh, Star Wars, Star Trek. Uh, do you have a preference, Star Wars versus Star Trek? Neither. Neither? <laughs> I mean, I, w- I don't even know what I would pick because I... No. Like if somebody held a gun to your head and said, Pick one! Star Trek know. or Star Wars! I guess I'd pick Star Wars because Yoda's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you've not enjoyed or seen any of the Harry Potter movies. No. No. Well, okay, I saw the first movie. But, yeah. Yeah, you're not a Harry Potter fan. No. So when the kids and I were all reading the books. Yeah. And then seeing the and movies. And you, like, tried to even make me feel left out. It still didn't work. Like, I didn't feel left out. It's fine. You can like that all you want. So you're not going to succumb to the peer pressure. No. 
No. No. Oh, yeah. yeah never. Pretty pretty stubborn about that kind of Lord, <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings, oh, The no. Hobbit. No. Have you read any of the I like when books? they make fun of it in other movies. <laughs> okay. One ring to rule them all. <laughs> now, you do like Kevin Smith. I do. Okay. Um, and not just because he has a somewhat resemblance to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have... Um, We've established that you like Kevin Smith stuff, but how do you watch his movies and then not re- remember well, or, re- or know or acknowledge some of the see, references? See, that's the that's... thing is a lot of times, not all the time, but I a lot of times I do understand the references, even though it's not something I felt. I know enough by listening to you and see, yeah, seeing the stuff you're into to be able to follow along and, so context and know clues. what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you don't really... Uh, so you don't feel lost when you're watching those mo- movies. Well, and... I don't watch the movies, but no, no, no I mean, no, I mean, the, the Kevin Smith oh, movie. Oh, okay, the... you're saying, yeah, yeah, so right. You don't right. get lost. No. You don't go, wow, I didn't understand that. Reference. I know enough of the highlights of the movies. Yeah. yeah. What about what about like Avengers? No, no, Mm-mm. not even like the Iron Man. Like, movies? like no, like really, it would be torture to me. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever read? Me... Have you ever read a comic book? No. Okay. Now, see, it sounds like I'm trying to tear I mean, you I've up there. I mean, I've looked at a comic book, and, like, it's just, I, I need to read something, like, line after line after line. Like, all the jumble, like, some stuff's over here, some stuff's over there. Like, you read this first, but it's just not relaxing. Okay. Okay. Uh, when... You watched Smallville with us. I did, and I loved it at the beginning. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, it just... Took a turn for the worse, in my opinion. <laughs> so wait a minute, why? Why was Smallville different? I don't know. It, it had this like nice little feel at the beginning, kind of that. I think there was a little bit of like a little romance to it, a little bit of like Superman history, which I can appreciate a little bit of that, I guess. Okay, okay? and like just like the original, like when they were in the town in the high school, it reminded me of other things that I liked, I guess. And, like, the Freak of the Week, I guess that's what they were calling it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it was, it it gave the same feel that other shows in the past okay. had given. And I liked it. And then it just got really weird. It got really comic booky, maybe? Okay, like, okay. Too, I mean, did it, in your opinion? Um, like, I think they tried to add, like, this, like, arcing story mm-hmm. where it, well, things they went. got, the kids got too old. They only, only had a certain amount of years, and it's like, if you were going to continue... The show, right. the show you had to do something else, but I just kind of lost interest. Well, Smallville also had that uh, th- when they started that show, it was they had a rule: no tights, no flights. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. Remember, actually. they were never going to show Clark, you know, Tom Welling, yeah. playing, you know, in the Superman getup, and even in the did they? Well, did they keep? Okay, that, so spoiler or? alert: if you haven't seen the season finale of season ten of Smallville, but. Uh, they did finally put him in it, but they never actually showed him, like, the whole get up. Okay. It was all, some of it was really far away in CG, and they showed him ripping his shirt, that iconic ripping the shirt yeah. open and showing the, but they never really put him, like, mm-hmm. Tom Welling, there's not a picture anywhere that I've ever seen of Tom Welling standing there from the show, mm-hmm. dressed as Superman. Yeah, okay. So, what we're trying to establish here, because I, I don't want it to sound like I'm ripping you up and going, ah, you know, oh, she okay. doesn't like sci-fi. She doesn't like fantasy. You just, this is not a genre that you don't like. Yeah. It's I mean, just... I can't force myself to. No. Like, if you would 
drag me to a movie or you know, you know just just watch it with me just watch it with me like I've tried and tried and I just completely lose all interest and I just can't even pay attention you and I have always had a love for books movies um you know all sorts of things uh, media that we that we share yeah but then there's a lot of stuff that where we diverge yeah where you like some things right I, I like other things right the kids as they have grown up mm-hmm. I have kind of embedded in them mm-hmm. some of the things that yeah. i like mm-hmm. like i think our kids have actually seen some of the newer star wars movies at the theater with their friends yeah okay but i've never sat down with them and said hey we're gonna watch all eight you know or ten star yeah. trek movies together yeah. you know oh yeah they don't they don't yeah. have any interest in that see so i think i've instilled upon them enough right of they, the sci-fi they fantasy like stuff. more of it than i do they like harry potter and mm-hmm. that kind of thing yeah but and oh yeah some of those like, like you say marvel movies yeah they yeah yeah they like the marvel they do. movies yeah and again there's not like a love, love, love for it though, because there's sometimes where they've made comments like, eh, I could take it or leave it. Like, I'll watch it. I can watch it without like falling asleep, but it's just okay. So, yeah, they still are like a little bit of their like typical, stereotypical girl coming through. That, sure. Yeah. Yeah. They lean more in that direction. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah. So, and even the younger ones, I think, are kind of mm-hmm. following that trend mm-hmm. of, you know, I can be geeky, but I can be yeah. cheeky too, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Did your parents, so you have, you have a sister, an older sister, and mm-hmm. then you have your parents and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a smaller family. Yeah. Any of them into sci-fi fantasy? I mean, did um, you grow up like that? My dad likes some sci-fi, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my mom, I guess, like, some of the TV shows, you, yeah, they, like, watched, like, the X-Files and things like that. Okay. A couple of things that were, like, in that kind of But you didn't thing. watch the X-Files? No. Oh, like, I would, okay. I would walk into the room sometimes and then be like, what is, uh, yeah, and then walk back out, you know. <laughs> But yeah, so my mom watched that with him. So yeah, I mean, he yeah, he likes some of that. Like he likes, okay. he likes Buffy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he likes <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. 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 Did did um does that count for you? Do you like like vampires and no, zombies? No, I, I, actually, I don't like walking either dead, of those things either. None of that. Yeah, it just seems yeah. really boring. Okay. Me. Okay. And you don't watch Game of Thrones? No. Huh. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing all the genitalia that i've heard about well of course yes game (laughs) of bones (laughs) (laughs) i i think i think we've really seriously like solidly cemented the fact that you are not the target demographic for ready player one i guess not okay like you don't fit into that category yeah. of people who would read Ready Player One on their own, oh, discover right. it, and go, "Hey, what's this?" Wait, about? there's no way you're right. There's no way if you <clears> hadn't like said, "Come on, come on, come on, come on," and then the movie comes out, and then you're getting all excited and like, "Oh, I want to go see this together with the whole family," and then I'm like, "Okay, so I really want to like know what's going on before I get there." And I was like, "Okay, I, I promise." After I finish my like last book I'm on, after I finish that book, I promise I will read it. So, yeah, yeah, but there's no way I would have touched it without your, um, coercion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I came home from, uh, one of the, I don't know, expos or convention. I think it was Oculus Connect two or three or something. They gave everybody a copy of the book. Mm -hmm. And so we had a copy kind of floating Mm -hmm. around for Mm -hmm. a while. And I think, didn't I end up giving it to my mother? Yeah. One time when they visited, I think she took it home with her. Yeah. Right. Right. So. But I had uh, obtained the uh, audiobook, mm-hmm. 
that uh, that I read mm-hmm. the book. I read the book and then I listened to it and I've listened to it a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I gave it to the girls and then the girls read the book. And yeah. then, you know, and so the audio and the physical version mm-hmm. of the book is floating around our yes. house. You have recently learned to like books on tape because you can multitask. Right. I can clean the house, do the dishes, cook dinner. I, you know, at the end of the night when you're laying in bed and you don't want to go to sleep, but your eyes are like too tired to stay open. It's relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've listened to dozens of books on tape. Well, at this no. point. well a dozen, maybe 10, no, eight, couple? maybe eight. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're slow. Well, okay. <laughs> you uh, you were exposed to the wonderful Will Wheaton. Yeah. Who is the person reading the book. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Will Wheaton is? The little boy in Stand By Me. Okay. What else? Well, he's on Big Bang Theory from time to time. Right, but he has what? become a... Uh, a, a cultural yeah. kind of figurehead, yeah. I guess is the best mm-hmm. word. He is um, cool geek. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's 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 the kind of person that it's like, wow, I'm a geek and I know who he is and he's cool. You know, and he's <laughs> cool to follow on Twitter and he's cool to follow. You know, mm-hmm. media wise, he's present. He's he does a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. himself. He's okay. always on other podcasts. Okay. Uh, you know, he is embedded in the geek culture. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that he was mentioned? Yes, the... I did. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> you were like, when he said his name, like, I almost wanted to like hear like a giggle. but <laughs> Yeah, like he wanted him <laughs> like, to laugh at himself. Did, did yeah. have... <laughs> uh, Ernest Klein is the author mm-hmm. of Ready Player One. And he... Is uh, in and I, I'm starting to get the idea that he is truly like a geek's geek, like a nerd's <laughs> nerd. You know, he gets it. Uh-huh. You know, I wonder if somebody else, and I'll just pick some random, you know, like like uh, Dean Koontz or Dan Brown or you know one of these other yeah. authors, if they had to, if they wanted to write a book about geek culture, mm. do you think they would have had to do a whole bunch of research? I don't know. I don't or, know what else they, what other other interests well, are. I, I mean, don't know. Maybe. Right. I mean, I mean, when I read this book, I can feel that Ernest Klein. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. So you got that too. Yeah. Okay. And then to have Will Wheaton read it and then yeah. have himself mention yeah. it. I mean, that's. Now, Ernest Klein, is, is this. How old is he? Like, I didn't even think uh, to ask. Is... Yeah, he's he's about my age. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Hey, you know what? We should ask. Hey, Google. How old is Ernest Klein? Ernest Klein is 45 years old. Oh, okay. So he's a couple years older mm-hmm. than me then. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he would have been perfect to grow up during that right. period of time. Right. To be Well, my sister's kid. 45. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, he actually, Ernest Klein in real life drives around. A DeLorean. Oh, really? That has Ecto eighty eight as his. Uh-huh. You know, and yeah. he's got he's he's like the car that you hear Parzival mm-hmm. driving mm-hmm. in the book. Yeah, that's Ernest. Based Clyde's. on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> You've you came to terms with the idea of needing to read the book, right? How much of that, and and we're gonna really get into the nitty gritty. Uh huh. How much of that? 
was because you knew a movie was coming out. Well, right. Yeah, because you had tried to get me to read this for a couple years at least. Yes. And you periodically would bring it up. Like, you really need to read that. You really... And you... Yeah, you bugged me quite a bit. So, the fact that... Yeah, I guess, okay. For once, I didn't, like, want to, like, have you go to the movies without me. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to be a part of it. And also... But, yeah, I usually don't care. I don't know. Yeah, normally you don't. I don't know. How many Harry Potter books did I read and then go see the movie? A lot. Right. Yeah. And I brought the kids with me. Yeah. And we would go and see it with my whole family. Yeah. I don't know. There's what you'd stay home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You would just like, have fun with your, you know. Yeah, that is interesting. Have fun playing with your wands, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, you tried to get it from the library. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about this. So, this book came out in uh, I don't know, like 2011 or something. Yeah, like that's that. what you had said. Okay. It's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. You could have probably gone to the library anytime you wanted to right. in the last couple of years and right. checked it out, no problem. Right. Especially with all of the digital copies. I, I like yeah. to read a lot on my tablet, too. And yeah. So, like, there's a lot of more available now because of that. So, it's yeah. pretty easy to get your hands on. Yeah. So, yeah, I go to check out a copy, whether it's, like, a traditional paperback or a large print book, you know, paperback. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, digital copies, audio copies, you know, actual CDs, I think, was an option. The, the waiting list, I mean, it varied, but, like, the longest one, I think, was over 400. 400 people on the waiting list right. for the for book like, ready player I don't know, one. for, like, something that had, like, you know, 54 copies or something. And I'm like, why even add yourself to the list? If you want to read the book that bad, and plus the movie's coming out this month. Yeah. Just... Go buy it at that point. Like, <laughs> right, really, right. you're going to maybe be able to read it next year. <laughs> when I heard that you were going to read this book, mm-hmm. I was so excited. And, you know, I had talked to the kids about it and I had talked to, like, I, I got my dad to read it. Right. I got my mom to read mm-hmm. it. I wanted to talk about it. And then I hear that you're reading the book and I'm like, oh, great. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, but I've been really reserved. I haven't talked a whole lot to you I know. You about Every time it. you're like, where are you? And then I, I say something. Then you like start going, oh, and I'm just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Because <laughs> Don't ruin it. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Like, and I'm I, enjoying it. <laughs> right, right. There was only one time yeah. where I thought you were somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I, I let slip one little mm-hmm. hint. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything huge. No. And no. like, I was almost there. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. There is a big hype around the movie. And I want to talk about the movie, but let's let's hold off on anything movie related mm-hmm. because I mean, it's what is today? March like 4th or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's <laughs> somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. It's the beginning of March. Uh, the movie comes out March 29th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, let's focus on just the book. Okay. Let's talk about the book okay. because there are things that are in the movie that are going to, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a bit. So the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Main character. Parzival. Ah, but what's his name? Uh, Wade. Wade. Wade Watts. Wade Owen Watts. Wade Owen? Wow. Hey, wow. Wow. That's wow. cool. What did you think of the character? I liked him. Okay. Just your typical little dude. <laughs> Just what? little dude. <laughs> yeah. Non-threatening. Yeah. Not, 
you know, an, an ass or anything like that. Yeah. 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 Kind of, yeah. you know, laid Kinda back. Keeps and, to himself. Sure. Yeah. 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 Do you think that there were a lot of people that read the book that could relate to him? Probably. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do this kind of like, this is kind of like a book report. Okay. So we're doing this kind of like in a okay. book report oh, form gosh. here at this point. So oh, I'm uh, shooting for an A. Yeah, you're <laughs> shooting for an A. What what did you what did you think about his uh progression as a character from the beginning of the book to the end of the book? Did you feel like his character um because a lot of times you read books and you're uh-huh. like, wow, that character is really just useless and shallow oh. and you know, there's no growth. Mm-hmm. Did Wade grow? Sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, do do you think... Well, I mean, like, I don't know how much you want me to say now, but, yeah, from the beginning to the end, he definitely learned that there's more importance than just living a kind of secluded, fake life. I mean, that there was more to it. That Fake life. What, when well, you say I know, fake, I, do you mean, do you mean really... VR? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Right. I didn't want to say, yeah, I mean, because he never really wanted to leave it. Right. Ever. Well, I mean, he he grew up in it. He went to to school in it. To the point where he was taking bathroom breaks. And then going right back in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I guess it would be foolish of us not to touch on this at this point. You know, the technology that is used in this book... Mm-hmm. Is the book takes place in twenty forty five or forty one, forty five, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, we're in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. How realistic is the technology? Because so, I think part of the problem with you and in, in fantasy and sci fi genre stuff is that the unbelievability right, factor right. And blows blows yeah, it away. Yeah, there can you. be a little bit of that in in any kind of fiction because sometimes that makes it a little bit more fun. And I can accept a certain amount, but it, there sometimes gets to a point where it's like, yeah, I, I can't do that. There's a term where they call it, it's the suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. and I like to call it the uh, level of exaggeration. Right. So in order for a fictional story to make you uh, feel entertained and to evolve in a certain way, you have to exaggerate something. Uh, Yeah, you say that you have to. And have is like a strong word because there have been stories, people we know in our real life, where we've said plenty of times, like, this is better than fiction. You couldn't write this. If somebody wrote this as fiction, you would say that's too unbelievable. So... Eh. Okay. All but, right. But yes, I see. In generally speaking, mm-hmm. yes, there yeah. is that. So, so the technology is a a device. It's not necessarily a main character, mm-hmm. or it doesn't. You know, things exist inside VR, right? In this book, but they could exist outside in the real world. Sure. But it's just the fact that they're in VR. It's a, it's a device. It's mm-hmm. a mechanism. Right. Right. It, it's not necessarily a huge story you know, component to the point where it's like, it all relies on the VR. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at that technology. Okay. You have seen VR. You have, you have tried VR. Yep. You have watched the evolution. Mm-hmm. You were there the day I got my DK one. You were there the day I got my DK two. Yeah. You were there the day the consumer <laughs> version came out. Yeah. You were there when we got the PS VR, right. the gear VR, all of it. Right. You've tried it all. You did yeah. the original OG rift coaster on mm-hmm. the DK one, yeah. you know, what do you think when you heard the technology in that book? Yeah, it's, did it 
it's not too far from what is available now. And maybe not even in, like, the mainstream, like, I can, you know, go down to the store and pick it something up off the shelf. But these things are, like, from stuff I've heard from, you know, these things are on yep. their way, yep. basically, mm -hmm. for the most part. You asked me a question while you were reading it. You came down and you're like, hey, uh, haptic. Right. What, what, what exactly did the you haptic ask me? Like, yeah. I, I was just saying there was a lot of words in there that had I not been hanging around you and watching and here listening to what you were doing, that a lot of these words wouldn't mean as much to me. It would have been harder to follow along in the book had I not had a little bit of background on some of these things. Okay. And had I not grown up also in the 80s that's like a little bit part of it like with the, i could see where somebody could lose possibly lose interest at certain things because they just didn't understand what was being referenced at all and it's not that i understood every aspect of everything they were talking about but i had enough of a background that i could follow along and it could keep me interested so you think that you had an easier time understanding some of this stuff because mm -hmm. of pre-established uh, knowledge or, or right. references that you heard from right. me and yeah and, and yeah so you were saying like the haptic yeah yeah like i was like oh you've got like haptic you know <laughs> well. and you're like well that word like yes yeah, they've used that word for a long time right think, yeah right haptics is just you know mm -hmm. uh, force feedback resistance mm -hmm. uh you know there's a bunch of different terms but it and i showed you my example do you remember what i showed yeah, you like the leaning on a table like right you can, yeah. If you can lean on a table yeah. in VR mm -hmm. and it can hold your weight and support mm -hmm. you, that's true haptics. Mm -hmm. Until we get to that point. Because buzzing gloves, yeah, you right. know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's like neat. a vibration from your phone. Right. You know, neat. Again, maybe for like a younger audience too, that's like, there's more. But yeah, right. You want mm -hmm. to be fooled. Right. Of the situation you're in. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah. Now you probably also noticed that in the, in the book, as he got more money... His technology increased. Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went full throttle there uh -huh, for a while uh -huh. and had all sorts of cool gloves and mm -hmm. suits and things like yeah. that. One of the criticisms that I've heard about this book, and I've not shared this with you, okay. and I want to see what your opinion is, is that the author has cashed in on... 80s nostalgia sure and has used that as a way uh, a device in which to uh play on the uh emotions of a generation and get you to like his book because of all the references oh okay so yeah, I see what, you're what do you think about that well i mean sure why not that's okay i mean everything else every toy that's you know ever been designed oh not every toy but lots yeah. of them, yeah. Like G.I. Joe, He-Man, yeah. Barbie. Yeah, uh, like what, 20-minute long commercials for toys. Like, well, right, I mean, you know, He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers. So in a way, you could say that was brilliant because the book, like that was in like a time when like, yes, all those commercials made you buy the toys. Right. So that. Yeah, same yeah. with breakfast <laughs> cereals yeah. and things like yeah. that. You know, speaking of breakfast cereals, mm -hmm. I have had in my possession for a few years now. A little blue whistle. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Now, at some point, you would have had to have understood. Well, first of all, did you know what that whistle was prior to no. reading the book? Nope. 
So what did you think about me having this little plastic Oh, blue okay. I thought you meant like before you got it. Like obviously when you got it, you were like showing it to me and explaining it to me. Yeah. I, but before that, no, I didn't know that existed. You had to teach me that. Yes. So, I mean, you knew about it long before. Oh, I knew it before. But I knew about it before even the book existed. Right. Right. Because I'm up on my yeah. hacker lore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. cap and courage. No, I, yeah, I didn't have any idea before that. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you were reading the mm-hmm. book, but, right, and got to that point, mm-hmm. did, I was like, ha, ha, yeah, yeah, it made sense to mm-hmm. you then, right? Okay. Did you suddenly find it cool that we had one? Yeah. You did. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, cool. I know it's not even in my like it's yeah it's not even my thing, and I still thought it was cool. Yeah. I still would have wanted one. Right, you would have wanted no, no. Seriously, you would have yeah, wanted one. And it's not even my thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say your thing, it's not because you're not into like hacker lore and things like that. And just collecting, just, yeah. Like I don't want to say like little nerd nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nerd stuff, we're we're sitting here staring at um, a, a shelf of pop Funko. <laughs> characters um we've got battle armor he-man uh kurt cobain and then we've got this hot topic exclusive transparent parzival yeah and one of them's yours and one of them's mine and we're sharing the third one. Oh, the keys no i know oh. i'm saying of the pop ones we're sharing parzival oh Otherwise, we're sharing yours, kurt's yeah. mine okay and we're gonna have to share parzival. so and we also have the keys. the keys yes so we have a uh copper key yeah. A J key? Yeah. A crystal key. That's right. And we have all three of these. They were part of a uh, a display at Hot Topic. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Having read the book, knowing a movie is coming out, seeing all of these tchotchkes mm-hmm. all over the place, What what is your thought on the the marketing so far of well, this? I I've only seen it. At Hot Topic, I haven't seen. Have you seen it anywhere else? Well, we were at that Think Geek store in the mall. Oh, that's right. That's, yeah, they, were, they yeah, had they just had the some figures. There as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, right. I haven't seen it anywhere else. So, but yeah, why not? I mean, everything else has that merchandise. Why not this? As no, well? right. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm just okay. There's there's been, you know, let, let's let's dig into movie mode here. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg is doing this movie. Yes. Okay. Now, you have grown up consuming Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. movies. Sure. Okay. I mean, just E.T. Yeah. was one of my favorite movies, favorite movies yeah. of all time as a kid. I cried the day I saw it for the first time Aww. at the drive-in. <laughs> okay. I mean... That we we saw it. It was a triple feature, at a drive-in. Wow. Okay. Do you know? Ooh, good trivia question. Do you remember what the other movies were? Oh no, I have no idea. It was a triple feature drive-in movie. Hmm. The first movie was The Dark Crystal. Oh. Which you're not a fan of. <laughs> no. E. T. Yeah. And then the third movie I think was Savannah Smiles. Huh. Do you never remember seen, that movie? Never, never seen. I've heard of it. Yeah. I don't seen. remember. I think I fell asleep before. But anyway. Uh, you know, E.T., uh, that was embedded into my brain. Yeah, I like you know, E.T. And, and, and Spielberg has been involved in so many mm-hmm. other movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I, I but but for me, E.T. was like, okay, this guy knows how to make movies. <laughs> you know, yeah. that was for me as a kid, that yeah. was like the first time I'm like, okay, everything this guy does for the rest of his <laughs> life is gonna be awesome. Okay. Other than Indiana Jones and uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I would say that it's, you know, and just as a little side note, if you leave, if you turn that movie off uh, right before they go into that, uh, like, before they meet the aliens and then skip ahead to the wedding, that movie is I haven't seen that movie. Oh. Anyway, there's a way to fix Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. There's a way to fix it. It's not that bad. Anyway, there's a lot of people who are concerned that this movie is going to suck. Oh, really? Well, I mean, who knows? Okay. No, th- there's I... there's some people who are really worried. Well, okay, you've read the book now. Yeah. What are your thoughts on okay, the movie? Okay, I did actually say that with me enjoying the book so much, there are certain things where I'm wondering how they're going to portray... like. The same feeling I have for the characters in the book. All right. And I don't, I hate to be that cliche person. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I've read a lot of books and then seen a lot of movies. And some movies do a really good job. Some of them are very close to the book. And I'm, like, pleasantly surprised. There are some that you're like, oh my gosh, it was awful, 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 awful. But, I mean, you have to go in expecting it. it somebody, as they're reading it, may not picture everything exactly the way you do so there's always going to be some room for you know different you know opinions on how to do things i what could they possibly do that would be so outrageous that it would make it a deal breaker okay what if i said that in order to get the copper key in the movie Mm -hmm. they have a drag race or a, uh, a car well, race to get the key. Is that really what happens? <laughs> <laughs> well, right. That wouldn't really make sense. And what, what would be the need to do something like that? I add, add some level of action adventure type of... Well, I think there's enough action in the book. I mean, I understand the, like, truncate things. But, in, you know, there's certain things sometimes in books. Like, unnecessary details where the movie will still be, you know, everybody will understand what's going on. It's still a good movie without with leaving a few little details out, but I don't know why you would change something completely like that. I have read uh numerous books that have been turned into movies. Mm-hmm. And most of them piss me off okay. to a point where why did they do that? Oh, why did they cut that? That's the most important part. Yeah, I or mean, it now the whole book has, or the whole movie has a, a different yeah. feeling. Yeah. You know, like look at Forrest Gump. I never read the book. Oh, so, you did? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, the book is way more than the movie. Like, I, I don't even know how they would the even The movie's so made... great, though. I mean. Right. But you say that because you didn't read the book. Sure. I like the movie, but I like it as being almost different than the book. Okay. It's almost like its own separate entity. Okay. I'm hoping that Ready Player One is me getting another story with the same characters. It's similar, Hmm. but it's not it's not exactly the same. I don't know, to be very honest, I don't really know what to expect. Because of the fact that it takes place like in this digital world and they have you know, I I don't well, I don't know how the characters are gonna be. are they going to be like real actors in a digital world still acting? Or are they? is this going to be that part going to be computer generated? Did you see like, Avatar? 
I mean, I saw parts of it, but I didn't like. <laughs> okay, yeah, they're doing it like that where it's mocap. It's like real actors moving around with okay. like the little dots all over them okay. and stuff. Okay, and I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have some amazing mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. who is in charge of all the motion sure. capture. I bet that I bet that guy is one of the smartest people that you could possibly ever meet. Okay, I mean, I bet he's awesome. Okay, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be done well, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, there's um, there's something called a term called the uncanny valley. Mm -hmm. Have you heard me talk about this before? I've heard, yeah. But okay. I, yeah. So the uncanny valley is that weird place where a CG character is human enough that you recognize that it's human. Okay. But right. fake enough right. that you can't. You know it's not real. Right. And it's just enough to drive you crazy. Okay. Okay. I feel like we're going to be right there in that okay. uncanny valley. Okay. The reason Avatar works is because they're not human. Mm -hmm. So you don't expect them to look perfectly human. It's when they're right. looking perfectly human that you're like, eh, no, that, that's weird looking. It's. But yeah, these guys, like, and they mentioned in the book that they're avatars. While based some somewhat on them, yeah. like they weren't, like they didn't look exactly like them. So I mean, I don't know, yeah, what they're going to do in that case. Well, I mean, or, you can you know, see, you, you know, you can see right. some of the characters. Right. Um, I want to ask your opinion as a um, as a woman. Mm -hmm. What did you think about H? Oh, um, hmm. I was a little surprised. So again, spoiler alert, um, H was portrayed throughout the whole book male. as a dude yeah. that hung out with Wade yep. with Parzival yep. and, and, and H, we didn't know H's real name. Right. We just knew he went to another school right. somewhere and they were bros, you know, right. they were yeah, buds yeah. and, you know, then you find out mm -hmm. H is actually an African American lesbian. Yes. Surprised? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you you did have a different picture in your mind the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work for you? Like in your brain, you've because when you read a book, right. you build a mental image of you this do. character. You do. And then sometimes like like if you do see like a movie based uh -huh. on a book, you're like, "Oh, I didn't picture him like that." And, you know. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I was a little surprised, but then like after you found out her true identity, his true identity, yeah. Um like you were like, "Yeah, okay." Like it All just right. worked. Yeah. It just worked. It worked. Yeah. 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 It was like that cool little spin on something that yeah. it was like, oh, that's surprising as hell. I remember when I read it for the mm -hmm. first time and I and I got to that point, I went, oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, I would have never. What a yeah. what a huge right. like you know, right. twist to the story. Right. But then it didn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah. The character just suddenly had a different mental image. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I knew a african-american lesbian uh -huh. and when uh, when i found out that that's what mm -hmm. h was i immediately transitioned the character in my brain to look like okay. her okay like she just became her okay. like that was it yeah. h became yeah. that represent because uh, my brain immediately gravitated to oh well wait a minute what should h look like yeah. now oh okay well here's a frame right. of reference for right. me right you know it, it's it's kind of like um well okay when you pictured Wade mm -hmm. versus Parzival, yeah, did you picture them as the same? 
for the most part, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about Artemis? Pretty much the same. Yeah. yeah. I felt that same. Yeah. Yeah. Your 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 brain immediately uh-huh. tries to give an avatar human sure. characteristics mm-hmm. and human feel. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um there's another character, uh, Irock, mm-hmm. who is kind of like kind of a douche, kind of a dick, yeah. <laughs> you know. And he they're they're I think they're playing his character up a little higher. Yeah, I think in, you would mention in that. the in the right, movie right. to give them I mean, I don't know, he's just kind of that typical loser, poser, poser, poser. Uh he just represents that that person. He basically is like a, a human manifestation of Reddit. Okay. <laughs> he's just it's like, okay, here's here's this character, Irock. Do do you think like there's room for his character to become more? I don't know. Like, I can't picture exactly how they're going to do that, what they're going to do to make him a bigger character. If you had to pick a, a part of the book and go, how are they going to do that in the movie? Oh, shoot. I mean. Yeah. I mean, there's so many I'm, things. I probably did think that from time to time, but nothing like off the top of my head right now. Is there anything critical in the book that you're like, oh man, they can't cut this out. I mean, I don't know. You like, have that's the to thing. I kind of hope that they don't cut anything, anything. out. You're right. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm really anxious, not just because I'm like, okay, I want to see because I love the book. I want it to be exactly like the book, and I'm so excited to like see it, you know what uh-huh. I just read again. But like, I'm just curious to see like how they are going to manage this. Like, not in like a negative way, but like, how are they going to do this? How is this going to go? I'm really curious to see. And I'm glad that I waited this long to read it now. Oh, because, really? Well, now it's fresh in my mind. Ah. Like, the kids had said, oh, now I feel like I need to read it again before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think your dad had even mentioned, like, oh, yeah. He, yeah, he yeah. wants to read again, too. And I'm Well, like, he had well, said he went to the library oh, to try to get it. Yeah. And it was, like, yeah. two or three hundred yeah, people yeah. waiting list. Yeah. Completely different statement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I yeah. um there's there's got to be certain pieces. I'm... Like I'm excited. I hope that they don't cut. There's one piece of the book that I really love. And I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's when the Johnny 5 is taking the bomb mm-hmm. up to kill the guy mm-hmm. inside the castle. <laughs> I kind of just pictured like Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. rolling along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you've seen the movie Short Circuit? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. The, okay, in Short Circuit 2, there's this opening sequence where one, they uh, the guy's building little versions of him. And one of them takes off down the street oh, and yeah. goes into like a mall and goes up over. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of picture like an homage to that opening uh-huh. sequence. In, in the, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah, like yeah. walking along with a bomb. What about all the big giant robot fights? I mean, it's no different than any other movies that yeah. exist. Now. I mean, they, they can do all that now, so... Yeah, I mean, but the funny thing is, in those what I call, like, boy movies. Boy movies. <laughs> <laughs> that a lot of those times where there's, like, fight sequences and stuff, like, I get bored with those. It's just, like, the same thing. Like, okay, I'm sitting here watching them go, pew, 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 back and forth. Like, and then it's like, <laughs> okay, finally it ends. I don't know. I feel like reading the book now, I can fall. I'm going to be able to follow along better. It's not going to seem so much just, like, pew, pew, pew. So instead of just pew, pew, pewing, you have some frame of reference. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. So maybe that's what we need to do is to get you to appreciate more sci-fi and fantasy. Well, see, 
this there while there was some sci-fi there was enough believability is that a word i don't know yeah ah, it is now yeah um it is. that <laughs> that it made it entertaining for me there was enough yeah okay the, uh, so uh, you go too far in the sci-fi direction you're you're gonna lose. You're not gonna win every time, Cloud. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, well, I mean, you know, just if I can just win once in a while. Yeah. Because this, you know, I, I think I won here. I, I feel like I won. Yeah. Here, not only have you read a book that I'm very happy about, mm-hmm. you're looking forward to the movie based on the book. Mm-hmm. You know that that to mm-hmm. me is. Heck, is I've super even got cool. a, sh- a shirt. Okay, I got you a t-shirt. Did. You did. And I guess I'll wear that when we go see the movie. Like, again, I feel, I always laughed at, like, the Star Wars people. Like, okay, okay, guys. And the Harry Potter people with the scarves and stuff. Like, like in the wand to the movie theater. Like, come on, guys. Like, I mean, I'm not going to bring a key with me. but um, I, I am. No, you're not. I'm wearing my John, I'm wearing my <laughs> Captain Crunch whistle around my neck. I'm going to have the keys in it, my pocket. Isn't it Cap'n Crunch? It's Cap'n Crunch. <laughs> oh, you always say that to me. Captain Crunch, Cap'n Crunch, whatever. Uh man. So if they did a Ready Player Two Oh boy. What would what would the sequel be to this book? I don't know. I don't I mean, are they they could just because what? Okay, at the end of the book. Yeah. Like you literally just finished it. You think that Parzival does realize that there's more to life than be just being in a virtual world. That he Halliday says that you know, like, kind of don't miss out on what I missed out on. You know, I, I right. was so stuck in this this virtual world that I missed out on life itself. So I, I think they could go, but then that would kind of go. I don't know. I don't know what they could do. <laughs> they could do, I guess, you know, a love story with him and Artemis, and then do you think him and Artemis end up together? Well, like forever? I don't know. I guess, yeah. I mean, when you meet, you think, oh, gosh, I'm going to be with them forever. And then, you know, sometimes things happen. Because so. they're also gazillionaires now. Right. Yeah, I don't know. They, <laughs> I guess the right author could make an awesome part two, but who knows? Who knows? If you ask uh, people who are in the VR scene and who are passionate about, you know, nerd culture mm-hmm. and geek culture, there is um, a, a very obvious parallelism between uh holiday and john carmack okay and um do you do, have i talked enough about john carmack for you to see oh, the parallelism there i guess or? so okay okay when you when you picture holiday what do you mm-hmm. what do you picture well in what way i like, mean like do you, do you do you relate him to another character that you've seen before? No, or not really. You know, like what kind of person is he? Um, a, a very intellectual, geeky guy that has, at this point, well, before he died. Well, he's dead. Yeah, yeah I mean that he had made himself a pretty. Big, and that, it's not just his fortune that he made, but more like an empire's might. I don't know what to say, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I have an image in my mind, but yeah. If you had to pick a, if you had to pick an actor, oh, to play to play him, because oh, I don't even know. I, right. I, um. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of an odd one, right? That's kind of hard because without having that reference of knowing that it's supposed to be this kind of 
John Carmack slash Steve Jobs type of character. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard for you to gauge. Introverted. Yeah. Yeah, very introverted. Okay. Okay, what about Ogden Morrow? Yeah. What about him? Do you, what do you picture when you... I mean, again, I'm picturing something. I don't really quite know how to describe what I'm picturing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, for me, Ogden Morrow has always been a Steve Wozniak type okay. of guy. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, a, a jolly, portly fellow with a beard and a big grin. Oh, you pictured portly. Did yeah. they say that in the book? Uh, I don't know. Because I, I wasn't picturing that for some reason. But The yeah, reason okay. I bring that up is because for me... I believe that I know who these characters are supposed to represent. Okay. Okay. I think I know. And so I have this mental image. The reason I'm asking you is because the last actor on the planet who I could picture playing Ogden Morrow, Uh Simon Pegg, is playing Ogden Morrow in the movie. And you're like, and I'm just like, like, he is not anywhere close. Now, don't get me wrong. Simon Pegg is awesome. Mm -hmm. He's funny. He's brilliant. I think he'll probably give me a character I'm going to enjoy, mm-hmm. but I don't, that's not what I picture. Yeah, that's hard with, yeah. Yeah, so the yeah. reason I bring all that up is you are coming in with no frame of reference. This you don't true. know who the people are supposed to represent. Mm-hmm. You're, you, so you represent mm-hmm. mainstream consumer who is just going to go in and see the movie and not have ever read the I book might and not, not know di- what it means. I, I don't know, but I might not dissect the movie apart like... Someone like you. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think the perspective is going to be different from Mm -hmm. people who are embedded in the geek culture and know the references and things like that. Those people are going to see it differently. Mm -hmm. So you'll you'll come out of the movie with a different thought on how they did versus us. So I'll I'll be curious. We'll have to to follow up on Mm -hmm. it and see what what that looks like. Um, What else? I mean... You know, do do you think uh, do you think it'll be received well? Like, is the story good enough that this is going to be a blockbuster okay. to end all blockbusters? If they make a movie of equal to how great the book was, then yeah, I think people are going to love it. What do you say about people who are critical of the book and say that it's trash? Oh, are there a lot of people that say that? Oh, uh, yes. Let's just say there is. Really? Like, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, there there are some people who think it's garbage. Well, I don't know why they think... Like, like, is there a reason... Like, is there something in the book that doesn't... Like, they're like, well, you know, that, that video game's not really that way. Or there's not really... Are there other things? Like, are there, like, holes like that? No. Where people... Okay. No, it's pretty solid, actually. Okay, if that's all solid. Because I don't know, again, like, all the I mean, like, nitty-gritty you know, nitty, details. You get a spelling like that, yeah. different or a color wrong or okay. something like that. That's not a big deal. Well, I mean, that's where, like, some... Yeah. Certain people would pick things apart like that. But, yeah, other than that, I don't know why you would rip it apart. Why would you? I, I don't mean, know. You don't have to like well, all the same books as everybody else, but I don't know why you would necessarily rip it apart. Okay. If this was considered young adult fiction, sure. should this win a Newbery? I don't know. I mean, you've read Newbery Medal oh, yeah. Winners. Would you call this a, a timeless, instant timeless classic? I don't know. An instant timeless. I, I I mean, should kids be reading Huckleberry Finn, Where the Red Fern Grows, oh, and then well, Ready Player One? Well, the thing is, like, we've had this conversation with books over the years. You've gone back and tried to read certain classics, and you're like, they just don't, you can't relate to them. Because they happen, they took place in a time so long ago. And not everything. Some stuff still can be relatable. But sure. a lot of times you're like, yeah, that must that might have been great 
like in the 40s. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. I just can't relate to it now. So this would be for, you know, the current generation, that's for sure. Um, so I guess it's got the potential. When we watch Back to the Future 2, mm-hmm. that takes place in the year 2015, or at least part of it does. Mm-hmm. The future part. Yeah. We exist now three years after yeah, that's amazing the future <laughs> that that movie portrayed. How close did they get? Not, How accurate? Not very. Not, not very, really. Um, in 2045, do you think that this is going to be laughed at and gone? Well, again, there's predict, so, predict for me. There's so much of it that is so similar, like to to the technology for the equipment and all that. I mean, they didn't really. I don't think they went too far off on a limb. With this stuff. So you think Ready and, Player I mean, One is... the condition is, uh... of the real world, the United States, I mean, there are times where you're like, well, we're kind of going in a bad direction. <laughs> um, yeah. But is, is it kind of... Would it be that bad? Gosh, I hope not. Yeah. Well, a lot can happen in but, 30 years. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that it is... Um, you know, because there's a whole thing about... The world's either a utopia or a mm-hmm. dystopia, mm-hmm. typically in in, in mm-hmm. sci-fi yeah. future stories. Would you consider the world that they live in a a utopia, a dystopia, or somewhere in the middle? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess somewhere in the middle. It's not like it's not a shamble. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're stacking uh, yeah. trailers on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I'd still say somewhere in the middle, though. I mean, it's not it's not in the condition of Logan's Run. <laughs> like, no. Well, no, I mean Logan's Run. That's that's a whole other world. I pulled that out of nowhere, but well, um, yeah. but yeah, that's a good uh, reference. Do Do you think uh, do Do you think that you can see yourself living like let's just say five ten years from now, and everybody's living in a virtual world like the Oasis and doing everything in it. Could you see yourself doing that? No, I can't. I mean, and but I couldn't see myself, um, you know, reading a book on a tablet or listening, God forbid, listening to a book on a tablet. I never thought I'd see myself do a lot of things that have become like, okay, digital calendar, like not having a paper calendar on the wall. Uh-huh. Never thought I would be able to get past that. Yeah. I got past that and now I, I love, I couldn't ever go back to right. that again so who knows but like i i want to interact with real people i don't want everything to well be... you can you're still interacting with real people you're just doing it over the internet in a virtual world i can't see myself like being fully immersed immersed yeah I <laughs> <laughs> um i can't well we'll, we'll have but, to we'll have to yeah. see we'll have to see what direction you go you know, we'll, we'll revisit this five, ten years from now and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see uh, if you're immersed or not. Well, uh, so we're going to go see the movie then. Yeah. We'll go see it uh, the night it opens. We'll do a big premiere thing. We'll take the kids. Should be good. Isn't that a Thursday night though? I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, predictions? Big blockbuster? 100 million, 200 million, 300 million? I don't know. Opening weekend? I see, I, I, 
Is it going to blow how away? Hard, how hard is it to like get into the millions on opening night? Uh, not, not very hard. Is no, it? but I mean, like you don't want uh, 12 like million. What's, okay. You, you want 100 plus million. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You want like, you know, because Wonder Woman broke a bunch of records and then Black Panther broke a bunch of records. Okay. So we're talking about like billions. Oh. Like kind of thing. I, we'll see. Like hundreds of millions up to a billion. Well, we'll have to see. We'll They'll get our money. <laughs> we'll contribute. Yeah. You know, because we don't do that typically. We're not a we're not an opening night family. No. So we will. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So you don't regret reading the book? Oh no. No. I had, I had a blast. I was Good. pleasantly surprised. So are you gonna was I right? Yeah, you were right. <gasps> I was right. Yeah. Woo! And we got that on got record. <laughs> yeah, we got it on record. Yes, I was right. Uh this has been a lot of fun. Um obviously this is uh this sounded and felt more like a I love Libby episode than it did a Reverend Kyle Revier podcast episode, but mm-hmm. um, I kind of felt like it overlapped enough that sure. both audiences will appreciate it. And those of you who have listened to the Revier podcast and you're looking for more content from me, hey, check out the I Love Libby show. Uh, you can go and check it out on iTunes and Stitcher, and uh, there's one called TuneIn, and we're on iHeartRadio, and I registered with Spotify, but they haven't gotten back with me yet, <laughs> and all sorts of fun stuff. It's out there, so go uh, go check out the I Love Libby show. You can just go to ilovelibbyshow.com uh, and download where we've got 10, I think this will be episode 11 mm-hmm. for that, uh, and then if you're an I Love Libby show listener and you want to check out more VR stuff, then you can go check out the RevVR podcast, which is at RevVRstudios.com. Uh, both podcasts have uh, Twitter, um, you know, Facebook, email, all that fun stuff. Just go to the websites, check it out, and uh, it's really cool. So um, was this was this fun for you? You it got was. to record two podcasts at the same time. Kind of. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, neat, yeah. Cool. Who's your favorite character out of Ready Player One? If you had to pick a favorite character. I like Parzival. You like Parzival? Mm-hmm. You relate to him? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't know if I relate to him. Yeah. He's immersed in a virtual world his, pretty much 24-7. Yeah. And he doesn't want to interact. I mean, sometimes I don't want to interact with people either, but. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the, v, maybe the art is good for you then. Who knows? All right. Uh, I think that's a good way to end this. So uh, I want to thank you all very much for listening. And uh, yeah, have a good one. Yeah, bye. bye.